Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at Expand with Chelsea and on YouTube at Expand with Chelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here and introduce you to today's podcast guest. Today on the show, I have Keisha Frazier, who is one of my mentors and somebody that I have learned just so much from about spirituality, about money, and about being in my feminine energy. And I'm so excited to introduce you to her so you can start to incorporate or work on some of these things for yourselves. If you are a female business owner, this is going to be a huge episode for you. So before we dive into today's episode, I want to give you some updates about things that are happening. So yes, I know the long-awaited podcast rebrand reveal still in the works. Stay tuned. It is coming very soon. I promise you we've got the cover art all finalized, just waiting on the music, and then we are ready to rock and roll. I'm so excited. And you know, sometimes good things take some time. So other exciting updates are the energy healing sale that's going on. This is going to be good through tomorrow. So Friday, the 24th, if you have been loving all things energetics and learning more about how to tap into the energy around you, you are definitely going to want to sign up for an Ahai session for yourself. You can save $50 off your one-on-one session by following the links in the show notes, or you can buy a, what I'm calling an energetic wellness pass, which is called transform to three of the energy healing circles that I'm going to be hosting in 2023. So essentially you buy two, get one free. And this is the absolute lowest price that these circles will be at, which makes each circle $50. Normally each spot is 77. So you can head to the link in the show notes and learn more about Transform. That's the updates that I've got. Hopefully in March, I will be launching a course about launching. I'm so excited about this. So if you're a business owner and you want to learn how to pull in even more money with your launches and learn an actual launch strategy that works for you, not just some cookie cutter strategy that has worked for other people, but you can't seem to make it work for yourself, this is what I'm gonna be doing in March. More updates on that to come. So a little bit more about the guest today, Keisha. She is a self-worth coach and divine feminine way shower. She says that it's her mission to help women unleash their feminine energy, open their hearts, uncover their inherent sense of self-worth, and live courageously in their truth. I mean, hot damn. Yes, Keisha does all of this and so much more. She guides clients through various healing modalities that allow for deep and profound healing of the subconscious mind, emotional body, and energy field. And the result? She actually helps her clients to become confident self-healers and knowledgeable navigators of their subconscious realm, as well as to develop self-worth, self-love, and radical self-acceptance. And working with Keisha, I absolutely can tick all of these boxes. I learned so freaking much about money, my relationship to money, why I have so many wounds and so many hard, like so many issues with money. It is absolutely profound. So in this episode, we talk a lot about money. We talk a lot about emotional healing, how to be and show up authentically. We talk about self-worth, self-love, self-acceptance, and actually the difference between them and how you can start stepping into more of these and how this will actually start to make you more money. This is a super packed episode. If you are an entrepreneur, do not 
miss out on listening to this. You might actually want to take some notes as well. And I will link more where you can find out about Keisha and where you can connect with her in the show notes as well. I cannot wait for us to dive into this. So let's get into it. Okay, I am so excited to have Keisha on the podcast today. I have been in your orbit, I think, for the past year or so, and your program, Inner Wealth Revolution, came into my life at the absolute perfect time last year. I do not even remember how I found you, but it was once I did, I was like, I need this program immediately. It was like three days after I was like, I'm in, I'm doing the thing. And I'm super excited to have you on the show today to talk all things money, spiritual awakening. And I mean, honestly, just your journey as an entrepreneur, I find really fascinating. So for my audience who might not know you yet, can you give a little bit of background info on yourself? And then we're going to dive in. Yeah, absolutely. So I am Keisha. I am currently calling myself a self-worth coach, but as I'm sure you know, in the online business realm, that changes frequently. Um, But I help people essentially connect to their heart and really get to the truth of who they are, releasing the illusions of who they thought they were, the parts that are holding them back so that they can step into their full authenticity. I love that. And so this has been semi-recent, the transition into the self-worth coach. Was there a moment in time where you were like, okay, what I'm doing and what I'm calling myself is no longer resonating. I got to change. And what did that process look like for you? Yeah. So as I said, it kind of happens frequently. And I, that's why I'm, I said I'm currently calling myself this because <laughs> I'm sure that it will change. But this most recent change came around the time, I believe it was the Taurus eclipse. So I'm a big, I'm huge into astrology and I love incorporating it into what I do. And for me, the big theme that everything that I had been experiencing for the past like two and a half years came down to was self-worth. And I noticed that same theme in my clients. So I was like, this is it. This is, this is what I do. This is the thing. This is the Mm -hmm. thing. And, you know, so for me, I pivoted a couple of times and every time it's like, really scary. I'm like, are people going to come with? Are they going to get it? Like, did you have any of those same thoughts? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I still I still have those thoughts. Honestly, I'm like, do people know that they need a self-worth coach? But you got to just go with what feels good to you in the moment. I'm a big proponent of that. And again, it can change. You can be flexible and and malleable. And if it feels right in the moment, that's because there's something to learn from it in some way. Totally. And yeah, I mean, I always say the skill set that you need as a business owner and entrepreneur is the ability to be adaptable and flexible because, yeah, if we're trying to do the same thing and we're just like forcing it over and over, I mean, yes, it's like we can work really hard and make something happen. We can force it to happen or we can just step a little bit into alignment, into the unknown. And that's probably going to be the thing that's going to feel a little bit easier in the end. So I'd love to hear about how you. I mean, even came to the realization that like, hey, I kind of want to own my own business in the first place, or I want to do my own thing. Maybe the nine to five, that typical, you know, path that we're all told creates stability and safety. And I'm using those in air quotes. But how did that, how did that start out for you? Mm, It was a long journey. I'm not (laughs) even going to lie. It feels like the, the, like, uh, hero's journey, basically. So, you know, I graduated college and I went into the nine to five corporate environment at probably one of the 
quote unquote, I'm using your quotes as well, best companies that you could work for at Facebook. And I remember being hired there and my coworker who was older than me was like, you know, if you don't like it here, you're probably not going to like any, any other corporate environment because <laughs> it was like, they do your laundry, they feed you, the, it was the whole, you know, that whole right. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't like it. And I was like, okay, so... <laughs> What am I supposed to be doing? And from that point, I did kind of what I was alluding to before. I just kind of followed the next right thing and the next right thing. And um, eventually, like years later, I was working in health and fitness, which had felt like the next right thing at a time. And I eventually just realized, you know what? I really cannot work for someone else. I have to create my own business. I have to create my own life. I have to have that freedom. I have to figure out how to make this work. And I think I stumbled across someone who was doing health coaching online. I think I found a YouTube video or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I could do that because I was in health and fitness. I could totally do that. So I just started. I started like a side hustle and eventually grew to, well, actually I was laid off. So it kind of forced me into full time, um, which was a blessing in disguise. And then shifted into the spiritual space of what I'm doing now. And here I am. (laughs) I love that. And has that always been easy for you, like following those intuitive nudges? Because I think a lot of us have those, but then it's like, we get super stuck in the how. Well, how would I make that happen? Like, it doesn't make logical sense. Why would I leave this like, quote, like amazing job to like follow something that I found on a YouTube video, you know? So like, has that always been pretty easy for you to just like dive in? That part of it for me has been relatively easy, but the hard part for me has been the surrender once I do it. So like, it's not an issue to do the thing. I'll get the nudge and I'm like, okay, I need to go this way. Let's do it. Let's risk it all. Mm -hmm. But then I'm in the risk and I'm like, oh my God, is it going to work out? Is everything going to be okay? Like freaking out the whole time. So yeah. either way though, whether you struggle with making the decision or you struggle with letting go once you've made the decision, I feel like the, the thing that we have to come back to is the letting go, is the letting go of what we thought we knew, what we what we thought we wanted, what makes logical sense, like whatever, whatever it is for you, just surrendering to the feeling because our feelings are leading us to our destiny. They are leading us to our like highest purpose and all of that highest fulfillment. And so if we can just trust that, even when it looks ridiculous from the outside, we will eventually get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like me quitting my my last full-time job that I had with good good benefits and a salary. And my parents were like, are you crazy? Do we actually need to like have an intervention here? And I was like, no, I have to do this thing. I have to work for myself. I was like, I just, I, I have to do my own thing. I have to create kind of uh, similar to your journey. And so something I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I'd love to hear your take on it is you know, we we pivot and we shift and we adapt as business owners to that like next thing that we feel called to do. But where is that line between, okay, I feel called to do this versus maybe this thing that I'm doing is actually correct, but I'm just kind of like going about it the the misaligned way. You know, like where is that line and how do you differentiate between like, this is actually correct for me, but I just need to stick it out versus like, it's time to pivot and shift. Hmm. So you're saying like, I'm in a place that I should actually stay in, but I'm having doubts that I should go versus I actually need to go. Yep. Not seeing the results quite yet. And then, so I want to like switch and do something else. Okay. I see. 
Hmm, that is a good question. So I would say that the best thing to tap into to discern is yourself, honestly. Like if you can slow down, create some quiet space and listen to your inner guidance and inner voice, that might take you five minutes, that might take you 10 minutes, that may take you 30 minutes, but you have to be patient enough and give yourself that space to slow down the thoughts and just get past that first layer, that superficial layer of our identity, right? Mm -hmm. And that that's the layer that the fear is going to be located in. So if you are operating from fear, if you slow yourself down enough to get past that first layer, then you'll start to see the fear for what it really is, mm -hmm. right? So that, that honestly, I know people hate to hear that, like slow down and meditate, but that honestly is the answer. It is that simple. You just have to get past the, the hard part in the beginning of, okay, I got to slow down. Mm -hmm. Cause that voice is so loud. I think it's it yelling. It yells over everything else. And like, it really is like the getting quiet piece, which I think is, is really challenging. So I'd love to hear then about your spiritual awakening, your spiritual journey. Did that happen um, after you left Facebook? What did that look like? Was it, I mean, was it like alarming for you? What was that process like? So I've had multiple awakenings as we all do, right? There's levels to it. And so my first one, I would say was in 2011, I was still at Facebook then, and I was in a near-death boat accident. I'm not going to get into how that happened, but it happened. And I remember thinking to myself, like after the accident, wow, I could die. I could have died. I could die tomorrow. Like I could die at any moment. So why am I here working this job that I don't love when I feel like there's something else out there for me. Mm -hmm. So that was the first awakening of like the conditioning of what I'm supposed to do with my life isn't, isn't something that I have to ascribe to. Mm -hmm. And that started that long journey of fighting my career. And then in 2020, after I was laid off, when a lot of people had spiritual awakenings or deepened their spiritual awakening, that was when like the connection to my intuitive gifts really took off. And I started to get into reading tarot. I started to get into the Akashic records. I started to explore my subconscious mind. So all of that, like really deep internal work started then. And there have been scary moments for sure, but I wouldn't say that they, I mean, yes, they are part of the spiritual awakening, but they, it was just, the scary part was just looking at the parts of myself that had already been there that I had not wanted to see before. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Or like repressing those. And I mean, yeah, I truly believe that everybody is intuitive, but I think, yeah, we've been so conditioned to just do, do the thing, right. You like go to college and then you like get a good job and then you just like have kids get married buy a house, like, or whatever order that is, you know, like, and then it's, it's kind of, it's life-changing to actually look at those things. And it's not bad to want any of those whatsoever, but it's asking yourself, wait, do I actually want those things? Are those of value to me? Or if they're not, what do I value? And I mean, what a, what a crazy experience to have, like a near death experience for you to like, kind of like wake up to the fact that you're like, wow, this is not right now where I'm at. This is not for me. I have to do something else. 
And I'd love to hear a little bit more. Did you work with mentors during this time? Was it very much like a self-led process? Was it like, okay, I, I, I'm kind of just feeling the nudge to like look into tarot or look into the Akashic records? Like, what did that look like? So I started working with a lot of mentors. I did a lot of group programs, certifications. Uh, there was a lot of of being guided and and learning from people and just kind of absorbing information. Lots of books, lots of YouTube videos. Just I think you know that part of your awakening when you really become aware of what else is out there. You are typically not everybody, but like voracious and you can't, you can't get enough, right? You, you, you want to learn as much as possible. So I definitely fell into that, that category, that camp. Um, and then a certain point on my journey, it felt like, okay, I'm done consuming, not done, but I I'm slowing down the consumption mm -hmm. and I'm starting to trust myself more. And I'm starting to receive information through my own being more like channeling or, um, just receiving downloads and just really trusting what I feel and what I know. So um, there's no right way to do anything. And again, it's all just been driven by what felt right in the moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's that like, yeah, internal compass, like we can give our power away a lot by, you know, it, I mean, I'm not saying that working with mentors is bad. Like I've worked with so many mentors at this point and it, it really helps, I think, to get us started in that self-trust journey. But eventually we have to make the decision to like come back to trusting ourselves because if we get stuck in that pattern, then that's not, that's not empowerment, right? That's just always thinking that everybody outside of us has the answers when truly like we have all of the answers, but it does take like meditating and doing some of that, like the shadow work and like really looking at like the, the spider web corners of our brains that we're like, nope, I've avoided this for a long time. So yes. I want to, I want to talk a little bit about money because it's personally one of my favorite subjects. This is something that in my life, I have just struggled with. It has just like, there are just some people that struggle with things and I happen to struggle with, with money. And your program, Inner Wealth Revolution, came to me at a time where I was like, oh my God, I've been actually attaching all of my self-worth and all of my value to how much money I make. And I realized that this is like a very unsustainable, very shallow pool to draw from in the long run, right? Because what happens if that money goes away? What happens if you don't make as much in a month? And it was really affecting me in the terms of self-confidence. It was really affecting my mindset as a business owner and the way that I showed up. And I was, it was like allowing me to judge myself and be really, really hard on myself. So going through your program was really life-changing. So I'm curious, you know, what led you to creating that program? And I'd love to hear a little bit more about your story of like you blew up on TikTok and then all of a sudden like things kind of shifted and changed and how you navigated that. Yeah. So Inner Wealth Revolution was a program that took me kind of a year to birth. And it started out in the beginning before I created it, just being about like how to make more money, like how to shift your subconscious so that you can be more abundant. And it just didn't feel right to launch that fully at the time. So I waited and waited. And then I went through my own transformation around money and I realized, oh, that's because that's not what the program is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about helping people realize that they are too attached to money and that they, they actually have the potential to liberate themselves from the, the shackles of materialism, consumerism, et cetera. So 
that's how that shifted. And then in the fall of 2021, it felt like the right time to launch this program. And the name just kind of dropped into my mind. Like, I'm horrible at naming things, Chelsea. I'm so like, hard. It is so hard. So bad. <laughs> it's so hard. But this just was like, boom. And I was like, cool, let's do That's it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and everything just started to align. Like, I got these bursts of energy. And I was like, like, I remember one day it was like, I didn't have any coffee, any caffeine, but it felt like I had coffee. And it was just like, go, like wrote the whole sales page, got everything together. It just, it was very seamless and very in flow. Um, so that's how that started. And then with TikTok, I, it was another one of those things that just felt like I should get on TikTok. And it it was a feeling I had had for a while. And I would start thinking about the TikToks I would do if I was on TikTok. And that's when I realized just get on TikTok, right? (laughs) You're like fantasizing about being on it. Just do it. So I did. And um, I started to just experiment. And then I started to just make channeled messages. And those really took off and blew up with people, really resonated with people. And I just kind of kept leaning into that. And yeah, it's all there's there. When I think about all of this, there's no, I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of a plan, but honestly, it's almost like when I have my plan, I get slowed down. And when I let go of my plan and wait for guidance, then things like take off. Mm-hmm. So that's how it's been. Mm-hmm. Do you, what's your human design? I'm a manifester. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you and you are truly meant to like initiate too, but it's yeah. like waiting for like Ugh. what am I meant to initiate? Oh, I yes, love that. I hate the waiting part. It's so hard. <laughs> What's your human design? I'm a projector. Okay. So I literally am waiting for the you invitation. Wait for the invitation. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And that's been, you know, and I think it's just another piece of the puzzle, right? Like in inner wealth resolution, you talked a lot about the gene keys. Like we learned so many different things in there. That was my first introduction to the gene keys. And I was like, wait, what? Like it all like blew my mind. I was like, this is nuts. Like there's so many other pieces of the puzzle. And, you know, I'm curious when you were creating that course, was it really just like, okay, the next piece drops in? Like, did you have kind of like an overarching plan for that? I think this is really helpful for business owners to know about like the creation process, because I think we we think we have to have it all figured out ahead of time. When in reality, I think it can be a little bit more fluid. And if we actually just like lean into that surrender and trust, it's it it will drop in if we give it the space to. Yeah, that's exactly kind of how it happened. I had an outline for the program. I knew that I wanted it to kind of flow in this specific way. So I had, you know, the the themes for the the journey that I wanted to take people on. Mm-hmm. And then I would just kind of, you know, I would get downloads or I would have these little epiphanies of things I wanted to include or just points I wanted to hit on and I would just add those to the outline over time. And eventually it came time to launch the program and I had like this whole outline with all of these little sub bullet points of the journey I wanted to take people on. And I created the content week to week. And so I would just channel, okay, is there anything else that wants to come through for this theme for this week's content? And that's how it happened. And Mm -hmm. it was that kind of, it was the first time I'll also say that I created a program like that, that I just Mm -hmm. kind of let the feminine, let, let my heart lead and just allowed it to come through. Yeah. And it was, I mean, on my side, it was, 
eye-opening. It was like, holy shit, I can do things a different way. It was like, like you would you would take time and you would pause inside the modules and you'd be like, okay, I'm just checking if anything else wants to come through. And I was like, wait, what? I could do that? I don't have to be like perfectly scripted all the time. Like learning from you taught me so much about how to show up as a business owner and just like taking off like all of this like gross perfectionism that I had put on myself and, you know, like holding myself to these like ridiculously impossibly high standards. And instead just like, watching you show up as like a very real human being, I was like, whoa, this is, I mean, I was like, this is incredible. Like I, I, it felt like such permission for me to also show up the same way. And I'm really, really grateful for that. So thank you. Yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, I was like, I would have paid quadruple for that course. <laughs> like I learned so much from that. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more than about your money journey, we'll call it. So you know, just anything that you have learned that has felt really impactful, maybe that's recently, or maybe even like where you started out with money and where you feel like you're at with money now. Um, I think this is just such a, an important conversation, especially right now as business owners, you know, things are always in flux. Like we're going to have some months and, you know, the way that we measure income is like, why do we pick these random 30 days? I don't know. But like, you know, it's always going to be changing. Right. And something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is how that really can affect our mindset if we let it, you know, if we really focus on the metrics and the numbers versus, you know, other things like impact or how much free time you have in a day that, it's really easy to get wrapped up in that. So I'd love to hear anything that you want to share around that. There's so much. I have so many thoughts. Okay, so let me start with, I guess, my money journey. And I'm sure things will come in as I do that. Um, so for me, you know, I started off going to college, getting the job, having my life be set, right? Like I would never have had to worry about money if I had stayed on that path, but I didn't. I didn't stay on that path. And even up until I started my business, I still, you know, I was, I was in wellness, health and fitness. I still was set. Like I wasn't going to have to worry about money. So when I started my business, that was the first time when I went full-time in my business, that was the first time I was like, okay, now I'm responsible (laughs) for this. This is, yeah, this is real. Okay. And I, and I realized that I, part of why I had to start my own business was to clear ancestral karma around scarcity. Cause I never would have hit that, that wall around scarcity if I didn't start a business, cause I would have always been safe. So I get why it had to happen. And so for me, my journey was starting, uh, being full-time in my business and wanting to be successful so bad that I was, I was an over-investor hundred percent. I will admit it. I went into lots of debt to build my business. And I just thought, you know what, I'll make it all back. Like I'm an achiever. I will hustle and I will make it all back. And I was, I was making it back. Like I was in this cycle of go into debt, take a risk, make it back, go into debt, take a risk, make it back. Um, and I was like, okay, we can keep gambling. This is cool. Until I hit another wall. (laughs) And basically it was like, okay, well, what if you go, you go into debt and then you are basically slammed. I got slammed with like a dark night of the soul. You can't produce like you used to. You can't go out there and just make it all back anymore. Then what? And that's when I really had to face my shit. Like I really had to face the part of me that was like, no, but I I can just go out there and make things happen. I can just achieve and I can be, I can make myself like that beautiful as it was, you know, I, I did do those things, but they were like, but who are you if you can't do those things? 
who who is the real you? And it was very hard to face those fears and realize, oh my God, like everything that I used to grab onto is crumbling now. I have nothing to grab onto. Um, so that happened. And I was basically put in this void of like no inspiration, no motivation. It worked. It healed that part within me that was like just so attached. Yeah. But then I was like, I don't want to do anything now because I was motivated by money and now I'm not. So I guess I'll just hang out and like do the bare minimum. And (laughs) (laughs) I lived in that space for a while. And it was like, is this how my life is going to be? It just, it just felt surreal. And it's, it wasn't how my life was going to be. It was just to, it's like they were squeezing the last drops that were attached out of me. So they just had to make sure that everything was clear. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. And then um, eventually I actually ended up filing for bankruptcy. And that to me, like, is something that probably if you had asked me two years ago, I would have been so ashamed, just felt like I was a complete and utter failure. But to me now, it's like, no, this was, this was the exact lesson. This was the exact journey that I had to be on to clear the scarcity, to realize how attached to success I was that I would put myself in debt that much. And also to get like a fresh, clean slate and just start over, like it's a blessing. It's another blessing. Um, so now that all of that has happened, the, the final step was activating my true heart mission and really activating and bringing out the parts of my heart that had been like pushed down and locked away for so long so that my motivation has now come back because it's through literally through my heart space, not through the ego as it was before. So yeah, that's been the, that's been my money story. It's so powerful. Like to have, and I feel this so deeply, like, I'm like, oh my God, that's me. Like I see myself in your story so much. And yeah, just the, the achiever, like I can go out, like I believe in myself so much. Like I can, I literally think I can do anything, but then it's like, what energy is that coming from though? Is that like the proving? Is that, you know, like it, there's, there's so many different places that it it is really coming from the ego. And even you sharing like that period of time where you're like, I feel like doing anything. It's like, if you think of it in terms of like masculine, feminine energy, it's like you were tapping into your masculine for so long to like keep you going and producing and doing all of these things. And then it's like, well, we got to swing in the way other way and be like, overly in the feminine where we're just like flowy and it's like, okay, nothing's actually moving at this point, but you got to like rebalance the scale somehow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and then you do get back to that balance. That's the beautiful part. I wish I had known that when I was deep in the feminine part of the journey, because I was just like, is this, is this life? I don't, I don't know what's coming next, but you, you swing and then you swing and then you come back to your perfect balance center, which is a glorious moment. <laughs> so I got two things for you. One, it's winter. And if you're like me and live in a very cold, <laughs> dry environment, you might be struggling a little bit with your skin. And two, I've been traveling a ton. I think I traveled more in 2022 and 2023, the beginning of this year, more than I have probably 
ever in my lifetime combined. I've just been re-psyched on travel and visiting places and experiencing things, but because of that, my skin is struggling. All of the air on the airplane, eating things that I maybe wouldn't normally eat, going and probably like not showering as often as I should be. Clear Stem has been such a lifesaver, specifically their Bounce Back Serum. This is their collagen serum that what they call it is actually the no Botox Botox because it provides so much skin tightening benefit and wrinkle support. It helps to hydrate and restore. It is definitely thicker than their Cell Renew Serum, which I also really love. So I use the Bounce Back at night in addition to their exfoliating vitamin scrub. And honestly, like it makes me feel so bougie. I freaking love it. Skincare is something that I've really been focusing on a lot more lately because with my business, I am on camera and I'm on video a lot. And I just feel a lot more confident personally when I know that my skin is looking great and Clear Stem has been such a big part of that lately. Their Bounce Back Serum is renewing to the skin and doesn't contain any pore clogging ingredients. That's one of my favorite parts about Clear Stem is that they have this massive commitment to not using pore clogging ingredients. I mean, do you remember when coconut oil was all the rage and we all thought that that was a good idea to like use on our face and shave with and put it in our hair and it turns out that coconut oil is extremely pore clogging and for me, I have very sensitive skin. So if anything is on there, like even putting sunscreen on, I'm like, oh, yep, definitely gonna break out from that. So so ClearStem actually has on their website an entire list of pore clogging ingredients that you can go find. You can go to clearstemskincare.com and read all about those. I was definitely using ingredients that I had no idea were clogging my pores. Once I learned about that, then now I'm a lot more selective about the things that I put on my skin. I actually ran out of the Bounce Back Serum a couple of weeks ago and it was a noticeable difference in my skin. So I made sure to reorder doubles so that I won't be running out again and I'm so happy to have it back. If you are curious and want to try out the Bounce Back Serum, you can head on over to clearstemskincare.com and use the code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 15% off the serum or any other one of Clearstem's incredible products. Like, 100% would recommend each and every single one of them. I have tried every single one of their products and have all of them, use them personally every single day. Again, that code is CHELSEA for 15% off any Clear Stem products. Tag me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea when you get your order so I can see what you got. Let's say somebody is kind of at that point where they're like, okay, shit, they're reinvesting you know, into my business and then making it all back, like that cycle essentially like isn't working for me anymore. And it's starting to feel like things are really tight. What would you suggest for somebody, you know, maybe experiencing that? I work with a lot of business owners that are really working on scaling their businesses. They have a pretty successful base. Like they know how to run a business, but it's like they're trying to grow and scale at this point and make it really sustainable. So if somebody finds themselves in that cycle, what would you say would be some of the best things that they could do to start breaking out of that? Because again, it's it's at some point you're going to hit a wall and I would just, you know, for me, I'm like, we can prevent this. <laughs> There's yeah. some things that we can do to, to make this like not quite as dramatic as it, as it could be. Exactly. Absolutely. So I wish that I had read the book Profit First 
Have you read that book? I haven't, but I'm going oh, to. Yes, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely check it out because it's all about running a lean business. I had actually started it before, like when I first started my business and I was like, ah, I don't need this yet because right. I'm not really, I'm just, this, it's just a side hustle. Right. Right. But if I had read it, I don't, I, I probably still wouldn't have really retained it. Like I needed right. to, I reread it after everything went down and I was like, got it, <laughs> got it. But it's all about like, running how so many startups make that mistake of just over investing and doing putting all their money back into the business that so many startups were just going under because that was their mindset and he's like no like run your business as lean as possible what are the need to haves make everything else work on your own and only invest in the need to have so the first thing i would say is to like get that book and then scale back we'll follow the steps in that book but he'll tell you to scale mm-hmm. back your expenses and really be ruthless about it and then to um i guess i would say figure out a way that you can bring in consistent income because in the online space i know there's a lot of conversation about well should i do launching or evergreen and all of that I would say try to find a way to have an offer that can bring in money for you whenever you want it to. Like, it's not a chance. It's not something you're just throwing in the air and hoping people buy. It's like, you know, if you show up, this will bring in money. Mm-hmm. Um, not easy for everyone to do that, but but get creative and see if there's possibility for that. Because yeah. it, or get a part-time job. It's just the idea of giving you that that freedom of, I know I don't have to put all of this pressure on myself to succeed. That's, that's what I'm getting at with that. So those would be the first steps. I love that. And then, so now what is your approach to reinvesting back in your business, back in yourself? What does that look like now after you've gone through everything that you have? Is that like, okay, we're really only doing things if I feel like a hundred percent called to it and very led to it. Or what does that look like? Yeah, exactly that. Like I will slow down and I'll recognize the part of me that wants to invest in something either because I want to be successful or there was also a a part of me that was like, I don't feel good enough. So I'll get another certification or I'll do Mm -hmm. another program. Um, So I'm recognizing, you know, sitting with the decision and recognizing those parts, kind of like trying to jump in saying, no, you should do it. You should do it. And like feeling them. And then kind of saying, okay, I need you to just take a seat for a second so I can really listen to my heart space. And then one thing that's been really powerful for me, if I'm really not sure, is I'll ask for a sign. I'll ask for a sign from my spirit team and um, they'll give me a very clear sign if I am meant to do something. And if not, it'll be kind of like this, meh, you could do it, you could not do it kind of energy. And that's when I know what to do. Yeah, it's either the like 100% hell yes or it's a no. Like we can't yeah. yeah, can't have anything less than that at this point. So I want to talk about one thing. So we've heard a lot, I think most of us at this point have heard that like money is energy. And for you, how does that then play into the way that you run your business now? Is it a factor? Is it just, okay, I'm actually just doing everything from the heart and money is just kind of this thing that exists, but it's not necessarily like a, a player in the game, if that makes sense. So like, let's, I want to just dissect this a little bit so that people can like understand it a little bit more fully, but also it's, yeah, it's, it's just not everything, right? Like it's, it's just a piece of the puzzle. It's just a piece of the puzzle. I think 
everyone is on their own journey of understanding how money is going to operate in their lives in each lifetime, in their lifetime. I think every soul came to earth with a specific idea of the relationship they wanted to have with money. Some souls came here to be wealthy. Some souls came here to um, repay karma from maybe a wealthy life they lived in the past that wasn't on the up and up. So I think it's really tuning into what role money is meant to play as energy in your life in this incarnation, what role it has played and what role it's meant to play in your higher like destiny. So that would be the first thing. And I don't, I don't want people to think that money is bad or they shouldn't want money because there's, I've said this before my whole journey and I still say it now, there's nothing wrong with wanting money. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that because we see the things that money can give us in, in our lives. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's just making sure that it's coming from, it's not coming from the shadow. It's not coming from the ego-based parts of you. And it's coming from a true desire to expand, right? Mm -hmm. Because money just, it helps us expand. We can help people. We can, we can reach more people with the work that we do. We can live a happier life, which then in turn also affects the people around us. So there are a lot of benefits to having money in your life. I don't think I have to tell anybody that. Um, so I think that would be, those would be the, the most important things that I want people to know. But like you said in the beginning, really examining are you beating yourself up when you're not making money? Like, who are you? When, who are you when you're not making money? Get clear on that, and then you can pursue money from a more balanced place. Yeah, I love that. Like, money, yes, it is energy, but it's just what role is that playing in your life? I absolutely love that. So, you mentioned that you were here to do a lot of generational work with money as well. So. A, how did you know that that was your role? And what does that look like then? Does does that just look like everything that you just went through or is that an ongoing process? Yeah, it, it looks like everything I just went through for sure. That was the ancestral. And I, I believe I have past life karma with money too. Um, and, and for me, it came up because I would be in these you know, up against the wall, really facing these feelings of scarcity. And I would look back at my life, like I grew up not needing or wanting for anything. So where is the scarcity coming from? Mm -hmm. Right. And every time I would release, I would just get this sense of like my ancestors and their fear and their scarcity. Um, And so that's kind of how I made that connection. It was just like a knowing as I was releasing Mm it and uh, the past life as well, because there were so many situations where it's like my life did a complete 180. I went from being an achiever. If I want it, I got it. Like, like I can make it happen mm-hmm. to I'm trying, nothing's happening. And I was like, so what happened here? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. For my whole entire, like 30 years of my life, I would be able to do this. And now I'm not like, what is the real deal? Mm-hmm. And I started to get downloads about like the past life karma that I now had to, um, rectify. And, Mm -hmm. and so my efforts weren't working because now my soul wants to learn, okay, who are you without all of these things? So 
it, it was, it was an inner knowing. And for, for people, I think you'll come across that information in different ways. Maybe you'll just happen to click on a YouTube video and it will resonate with you or read something in a book and it will resonate with you. So be open to receiving that knowing in different ways. Um, and then what was the second part that you asked me? Oh, is it an ongoing process? Oh, of course. Everything is yeah. an ongoing process. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So yeah. you, is that then, so you clear some of this or you move through different levels and then other ones appear, or is it like, I think a lot of the times, especially with past life stuff, is it once you've cleared it, is it gone or does it kind of a different, like past life pops up then, you know, in a similar vein? Mm-hmm. It really, it really depends. I honestly can't answer that because I don't know yet. <laughs> like, I, I feel like I'm just completing this cycle. And so what I, what I imagine will happen is that maybe I'll, I'll shift into clearing another part of my consciousness that I haven't, I'm not even aware of exists in this moment right now, mm-hmm. or I could go deeper into the lessons that I've been learning already. The thing about cycles is that we close them out. Yes. And there is this feeling of like completion that does happen. Um, and I say that just because sometimes when you're in the cycle, you're like, is this ever going to end? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Did I really sign up for this? Right. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. It's just like a merry-go-round over and over. But yes, there will eventually, you will pop out of that lesson and there will be a moment where you're like, I, I feel the completion. And I feel like after that, you could go different ways. Like, yeah, you could either go deeper or you could shift into a completely different lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love what you said too, about like, you've been the achiever and you've been able to make anything happen. And then with that same amount of effort and work, also nothing has happened on the other side of that. Right. So, I mean, that just really goes to show us. And I tell my clients this all the time that like, you can work your ass off and produce a lot of results or produce no results. Like, wouldn't you rather put in the minimum effective dose. And like, I mean, that's just like conditioning and hustle culture, right? Like that's us being in the disempowered masculine. Like if, if we're not meant for that type of lifestyle, like it's just, yeah, you're going to hit a wall where you start to realize like, okay, things are not like the thing that I used to do will not get me the results that I used to have. And I have to do it different at a certain point. Yeah. That lesson is hard to learn, but when you learn it, it's actually so freeing because you realize minimum effort can get you a lot. Like when you go into full alignment and you really align with your heart and your truth, and you're really operating from that space, minimum effort can do way more than hustling your ass off ever could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's one of those things. It's the surrender. It's like, Oh, I know it, but like actually then doing it day after day of like choosing to work less and to do less is like yeah. really difficult. Yeah. And there's, yeah. you know, I had to like unfollow or I didn't have to, I chose to unfollow a lot of like the, the big tycoons in the industry, because a lot of that messaging was just around like, show up more, do more. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> it's like My health isn't good. My mental health isn't good when I show up more. I'm not sleeping. Like it really is all in the doing less. So do you get caught up in those moments still? Or is it pretty easy now for you to just be like, yep, minimum effective dose. And I feel really good about that. At this point, yeah, I've, I'm still on the other side of the pendulum. I'm, I'm like making my way back into the center yep. now. So for me, it's hard to get up and do anything. Which is so funny when I think about my earlier days in life. 
Um, but on either side of the spectrum, I, it's really about, again, not to beat a dead horse, but, but slowing down and checking in and asking yourself, what does my heart truly want in this moment? What does my soul truly want in this moment for me today? I do that every day. Like, okay, is today going to be a rest day or a work day? What am I feeling? What feels right? Who's speaking when I'm, when I'm hearing these answers? Like you just slow down and you really pay attention to the urges or the lack of urges and question them and ask them why they're there, what they have to show you. Mm-hmm. And I love that you trust that it's just going to come back into balance. Like it will, it will eventually. And a lot of the times if we don't fight it, it happens a lot sooner. But yeah, we are, <laughs> we are super good at getting in our own way. Like we are A++ at that. And Masters. the universe like, yeah, exactly. Like the universe like wants us to have everything that we want, but we're the ones like doing like the self-sabotage and like, yeah, we're just, we're just very excellent at that. So I'd love to talk just a little bit about how you came into learning about parts work because that for me learning about that, I was like, whoa, like I've never talked to to my parts before. So I'd love for you to give just like a brief overview of it and kind of like your introduction to it. And if you still use it now in your, you know, whether that's like a daily practice or maybe it's just something that you kind of use periodically. I, I use my parts work every day, multiple times a day. Sometimes, uh, I love it when I, I, I was going to say when I discovered it, I didn't discover it, but when I learned about it, um, it was actually through another practitioner. Um, and I remember I had a session with her and I was just like, Whoa, what have I been missing? This is what I've been missing. Basically the concept of working with your parts and the system that, that I use and, and teach is based on internal family systems, which was created by Richard Schwartz. And I love his work because he's a therapist, but he's also very spiritual. So a lot of the language he uses, he's like your, your higher self. And um, there's, there's just a beautiful blend there with him. And um, so basically in finding uh, this, this process, I realized that the missing component for me in a lot of the self-development work I had been doing was healing my emotional body, right? For so many of us, myself included, we focus on affirmations, mindset work. I was very into the mindset, the subconscious mind, neuro-linguistic programming up until I discovered parts work. And with the parts work, it was just like this deep emotional release that I felt deep at the core of my soul. And I was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> this <laughs> That's is, the thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is the real work. Mindset work is important, but if you're if your emotions, emotions, if we don't express and feel them, they just get stored. Mm-hmm. And what is the most powerful energy to manifest with? Emotion. So if you're you could do mindset work all day, but if your emotions have not moved and you've had stuck emotions since you were a baby, then you're not gonna get very far. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's when everything really started to change for me. And did I explain? No. So essentially what it is, is this idea that we have these different parts, like sub-identities almost within our being. And these different parts develop at different points in our lives to protect us, to help us survive. And the only issue with that is that their focus is survival. Their focus is not helping us thrive. So they want to keep you limited. They want to keep you small. They want to, they want to keep you safe. And so when we acknowledge that these parts exist, we can start to talk to them. We can start to give them what they need, nourish them, nurture them. And when we do that, 
they realize that they don't have to carry this burden anymore of trying to protect us, that they can reintegrate back into the the wholeness, the truth of who we are. And that's when your being becomes so much more liberated and your life force energy becomes so much more liberated and you can manifest your desires and align with your destiny easily. Yeah. Every time I do parts work, I was like, I'm like, I didn't even realize that was the thing I was holding on to. It's like, and I have, um, there's different parts, like the defenders. I have so many of those. Like there's, there's no way my parts like want me to get in there, which is a a good sign that like, okay, we actually do like do need to get in there. Like every time I do parts work, I'm like, okay, we're sending all of you to the waiting room. (laughs) I'll talk (laughs) with you when we get back. Like it's, you know, And this happens anytime we didn't like receive love in the way that we needed to as a child, anything traumatic, big big T or little T. Like there's so many of these instances. And the way that I think about it is like in those moments, you're frozen. And like, unless we unfreeze them as adults, like that is the way that we are going to interact with other people, interact with the world. That's the way that we operate and make decisions. And like you said, not from our highest self. Like that is definitely from a place of it's the fear. It's not wanting us to thrive. So like that for me was like a huge game changer. And do you go through like the entire, cause the, the, the whole process is like, can be rather lengthy. Is that like something that you go through every single day or is it more of like, okay, now I, I pause and I recognize the voices that are kind of like popping up or the thoughts that are popping up and you have like a, a shortened process for that. It definitely evolves. I feel like the deeper you get into the work, the faster the work can happen. And just like with anything, you know, if you, if you've done any certifications of like practitioner certifications, they'll tell you, okay, here's the script. Here's what you follow until you get comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And then you make it your own. And that's exactly, you know, what I consider the internal family systems process to be like. I think now for me, it's, okay, I'm feeling activated. I feel like there's a part that needs to be seen. A lot of times I'll actually go into a breathwork breathwork practice and the part will just like show itself. And it'll be like, hey, I'm here. This is what I need. This is what I want. I'll cry. And then it's, and then it's over. (laughs) So so I think that that um, transition or that transformation for people and how they do the work will look different, but absolutely it changes. Yeah. You said breath work and I was like almost immediately triggered. Breath work for me is so hard. I like really want to love it. (laughs) It's it's so much work right now. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's a good thing overall. I just find it to be extremely challenging. Some people, yeah, it, it, it goes both ways. Some people absolutely hate it. And then some people love it, but I will say I did have a client and she used to hate it. And then one day she was like, okay, I like, I like breath work now. So sometimes it's just the resistance. Yeah. And it's, it's probably one of those where it's like, okay, if I have this much resistance, like we probably do need to like dive into it a little bit deeper. It's on the list. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) I will get to, I'll come around to it at some point. So, okay. Before we wrap up, I'd love to hear something that you are interested in lately. So anything that's caught your attention, something that you are excited to learn about. I mean, it could be literally anything. Maybe it's like Wednesday on Netflix, which I thought was a fantastic show, but anything that you're just Oh my gosh. It's so good. It was really great. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Oh man. Um, I think actually that's a good question. And I think my answer weirdly, not weirdly, but is, uh, how do I say this? I want it. What I want to say is the dark forces, (laughs) but I don't know if everyone knows what I mean by that, but I guess just like how, 
how oppression happens and oppression on a macro scale, micro, micro scale, like oppression in all forms, any, any type of energy that's trying to push down or oppress another energy. Um, I'm, I've been kind of pushed onto this path of learning about narcissism and just toxic behavior and the things that people will do to manipulate others. And I've been seeing that play out in my real life. And I'm like, whoa, didn't realize, I mean, I knew this happened, but right. one, I didn't think it would happen to me. And, and two, I just am baffled by the fact that people operate that way. So, and then, and then my guides kind of guided me to watch the white Lotus. If, have you seen that? I haven't yet, but it's all the rage right now. I it think. is. Yeah. And it very much touches on these like darker aspects of people. And, um, and so I've, I've just kind of been opening my eyes to what, what's there. It's not all love and light out there, folks. And Mm -hmm. it's nothing to be afraid of. Like it's empowering to learn about how it works and how it operates so that you can take your power back from it. Yep. Cause then you can identify it. And yeah, it's like with the narcissism too. I mean, yeah, very, very similar. I'm like, I didn't think that that would happen to me. Like I was like, no, I'm a smart girl. I got this. I know the signs, but then, yeah, it's like the way that you are manipulated in those situations is very subtle often. And yeah, it's, it's, I love that. That's uh, what's fascinating you right now. So where can people learn more about you? What do you have coming up? Um, I know you're kind of in your, we'll call it like a cocoon space. (laughs) You're cocooning right now. But if people want to learn more about you and connect with you, where can they find you and what do you have coming up? I am on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Keisha the Priestess. So you can check me out there. All of my links are there as well. And I will be doing another round of Inner Wealth Revolution. It is going through a complete makeover. So that's that's the interim where we're at right now, but it will be coming up. So if you just follow me, you'll you'll get the announcements. I love that. Yeah. And I couldn't, whatever rendition of this program it it is and turns out to be, could not recommend it enough. Could not recommend working with Keisha anymore. She's absolutely incredible. You've changed my entire life. I'm very thankful for you. And thank you you for coming on the podcast and letting me ask you all the questions. (laughs) I've been dying to have this interview for months now. So I'm glad that we could make it happen. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. So thank you, Chelsea. A huge thank you to Keisha for coming on the show, and I already cannot wait to have her back on. I definitely think we're going to need to do an episode two on some of the things that we started to dive into. If you haven't yet left a rating and a review for the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would take just a couple moments to go and do that. Ratings and reviews mean so much on iTunes, and it really helps other people find the show as well. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here, and I will talk to you next episode. 